0: there are some things in life, some experiences after you get through them, you're never the same. One of those experiences uh, was a book called Rich Dead, Poor Dead." for me. I was never the same after reading that book. And podcast, the one that you are listening to at the moment, is the second thing. Uh, the act of putting together a podcast, the the act of talking to such a brilliant marketing minds to some exceptional online entrepreneurs that had that I admire, it's it's just been priceless. And also, like with the addition of me doing a solo cast, it helped me like, develop my voice more and more. Um, So it's been an a valuable experience. If there is something that you are afraid to do, but feel called to do it, I would definitely encourage you to do so. My name is Miodrag Milenkovic and you're listening to Affiliate Journey, podcast designed for you, so you can become a better marketer and spread your message uh, and your impact to more people with more ease and make buttloads of money while doing that. this is episode number 49 and it's been quite a journey let me tell you Um, to those of you who are listeners for some time I want to thank you and I have some special things to announce for the episode number 50 which is the next one Uh, but in the meantime for those of you who are new I'm releasing new episode every Friday and I'm releasing new solo cast every Tuesday. So if you want to be better at, mar- at marketing, if you want to better spread your message and make a greater impact on the world uh, while making a lot, a lot of money, uh, I would definitely suggest for you to subscribe to the podcast and also if you are listening on Apple, I would definitely encourage you to leave a review if you got value out of this podcast. Anyway, our today's guest is actually, uh, I think I can announce it now uh, because it's Wednesday at me recording this intro, but he's also my one of my future mentors. Uh, if you listen to the previous solo cast, I was considering of making a leap of faith of investing more money and getting into uh, paid, uh, I mean, high ticket products and also investing into mentor. And um, JV is going to be one of my mentors alongside with Jacob Caris, who should be on the podcast pretty soon. I hope so. Uh, And yeah, it's been a fun ride. Jamie is such an awesome guy. He has plenty of experience in all kinds of avenues, but there was one thing that struck the right chord for him. And once it clicked, he, with such an ease, uh, made his first $10,000 month. So he's, he's working online for quite a while uh working full-time online but uh last year he had some major break breakthroughs and we went into the episode on what those were so i hope you gotta I, I hope you will have a lot of value i definitely really enjoy talking to to jamie and uh yeah enjoy the episode Everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey, and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. And today I have a very dear friend of mine, Mr. Jamie Gardner. He was a guest in my group not so long ago, and I am like super happy to bring him on the podcast because he brought immense value in the group, and I'm sure he will
1: over deliver again. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the show, yeah, man. The- Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Always uh, a pleasure to catch up and uh, really appreciate you being... Uh, sorry, I was going to say appreciate you being here. <laughs> it's a, it's early my time in the morning. That's why I'm having a coffee at the moment. But uh, yeah, look, I appreciate being here. And uh, yeah, it's uh, always great to chat, man.
0: Yeah, it's late in the evening and no problem. It's It's really awesome having you here, man. So given that some people who are not in the group don't know your backstory Could you like introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a bit about yourself and tell us why did you choose like entrepreneurial online route man
1: yeah really good questions man so um how you going everyone my name is jamie i'm a full-time affiliate and digital ad strategist i'm I'm based out of melbourne australia at the moment Uh, but i originally come from a very very small town in uh, the bottom of new zealand I moved to Australia around 15 years ago, and uh, I, I had uh, aspirations of moving up to Western Australia to work in the mines because I, I at that time, had been working in a mine in New Zealand, but uh, kind of got stuck in Melbourne. So I love it here and, uh, yeah, managed to, uh, to kind of carve my way into the affiliate marketing uh, landscape. Uh, and that dates back from 2011 when I got started. And it was, uh, I, I guess, to paint a bit of a picture even further than that I, I was exposed to the e-commerce business um, in the e-commerce world in 1997 so my mother set up an e-commerce store in in new zealand and uh, this is obviously going back before you know there was shopify big commerce wordpress all that sort of stuff so it was very hard she just kind of she really knew she had a product that she wanted to sell and uh, yeah she just faced an incredibly hard uphill battle, and that's been her, her main business for the last twenty three years so I grew up around that I worked on on the family business I um, helped with all sorts of stuff from product manufacturing through to marketing through to uh, helping with very small pieces of coding here and there although that was that was very minor and uh, just general digital marketing stuff and then circa two thousand and eleven I had been working in the financial markets, and the company I was working for although the hours weren't long we were an international company so as soon as uh it would hit 5 30 pm the phone lines would trip through to our uk office so in terms of the hours i was working it wasn't it wasn't stressful that way but was what was stressful is uh we were dealing in uh, margins products so things like foreign exchange uh the product that we had specifically was called a cfd contract for difference so uh when people are dealing with having significant amounts of money on the line and uh, there's a lot of stress involved they tend to want to take it out to the first person that jumps on the phone so uh you know you get death threats and all sorts of stuff and, and a lot of you know interesting characters call up so it was a very stressful role and i was looking at my lifestyle at the time and i was looking at my mother at the time and i was thinking what there's something missing here here i am working this well it was like an 8 30 to 5 30 job and uh it's incredibly stressful and I couldn't really see where my career prospects were heading at the time. And here on, on the flip side, I had my mother who basically worked 20 minutes a day. And what had happened is once Google came along in the early uh, 2000s and then moving forward later on into the into that decade, she had the entire business automated. So essentially what would happen is the money would arrive in her account overnight. Her main clientele were from the uh, United States. So the money would arrive in the bank, an email would be automatically sent to a shipping house. So the product would get shipped automatically. Um, she would then uh, if the product got low, an email would be sent to the manufacturer to manufacture more product, and then she'd get an invoice at the end of the month. And in the meantime, she'd just answer a couple of customer service queries and she'd just go and be. She was living in a state of semi-retirement from kind of like the forward since she was 40 plus. So I looked at her lifestyle, thought there's something inherently wrong. Like there's, there's a a plethora of opportunity out there. There's, there's trillions of dollars in money floating around It surely can't be that hard to carve a name into this and actually start getting affiliate profits. So like I say, 2011, I got into it. Um, I've made every single mistake under the book. I have tried literally everything I possibly could to, to make something work. Um, and, I even went bankrupt in 2015 as well. So, uh, yeah, it was a horrible time. And then, uh, basically cause, cause at that stage, uh, I'm going to go through to 2017 when I set up my own digital ad agency. And basically at that time I'd, I was working for a company and I just, I, I'd had enough. I thought, you know what, I've been working in the workforce for 20 odd years at that stage. And I, I need to get out like, this is just, I, it's not my calling. I know that I'm made for different things. I was going to say better things, maybe not better, but, um, I was made for a different lifestyle as far as I was concerned. And, um, I I'd already built up a client base because of the ads I've been running for local businesses. And, uh, you yeah, know, basically just, I left the workforce and then, uh, in the 2019 at the end of 2018, uh, over to 2019, I was working on behalf of a number of different ad agencies and, I'd found a bit of a niche uh, working on behalf and doing like white labeling like white labeling all their Facebook ads. Uh, but there was one particular agency that was the largest, and I was getting about ninety five percent of my income from them. And they brought all their marketing in house, which was completely fine; it was just business. But that also coincided with them having a few financial troubles, so they actually stopped paying their invoices. So I was owed quite a significant amount of money, and and again, I was left with this situation where. I'm not really in control of my own income. So I'm basically just I've given myself a job, basically. I, I didn't I never wanted a big agency. So I, I never wanted to have this huge business that I could scale. It was really just about freeing myself from the workforce. And then yeah, 2019, I was like, okay, I need to get serious about this affiliate marketing again, even though I was still doing it in the background. Uh, and then yeah, it took around pretty much all of 2019, right up until uh, sort of September. And then something literally just clicked into place, and I kind of went from like earning not that much to had my first 10K month in November. So, um, yeah, and things are just on the fly now. So, that, that's <laughs> sorry, a very long winded uh, background story, but that, that kind of sums it up.
0: <laughs> that is perfect. The, there is a lot of stuff there, but one thing that really intrigues me, and that's not just with your story, I see a lot of people like, All of them have been struggling for like a couple of years at least. And then they go like this, like you did, like I mentioned before we started recording, Melissa, Alex Elliott as well. Uh, when I was interviewing Zeki, he was like, I struggled for seven years. And he was like, people that saw me grow my group in like seven months and quit my job, they would think like, oh, I can do it in seven months. But they didn't see the seven years before. So my question is, do you think that all of us must struggle for a couple of years to really go to to that breakthrough? Or is there like a bit of a
1: faster way? yeah that's a, that's a really really good question my man um so no you don't have to struggle the the thing is that it it, it reads like a hard luck story it reads like you've kind of like uh you yeah, know i was down in the dumps and then i went bankrupt and then life was terrible and then finally you know something came out like it you could probably it's probably something out of a russell brunson book right i'm, I'm sure it's like a soap opera sequence or something right but the the truth is no you you, you can shortcut that entire process you can bypass all those years of learning. If you get two things, in my opinion, the most important thing categorically is your mindset. There's like, what I did is I assumed that my mindset was in the right place. So what I did is I started learning all the technical stuff. I learned HTML. I learned how to um, set up my WordPress blog. I learned how to, um, very on a very basic level. I learned SEO. I learned all these things and I learned CPA marketing. I learned how to, (laughs) create a kindle empire though i never really did um there was all these things i'd learned it was all technical stuff it was all things that i i thought was the important component of it but in reality literally within a week i know this sounds kind of crazy to think of but within a week of me getting the right pathway and the right formula i had my first thousand dollar day online and then followed by another one the day after and then another one later on that week and so and and then I went on to hit the ten K month. But the the point being is that it, like I yes, I had years of skills and, and failures and setbacks, blah, blah blah, whatever you want to call them prior to that, but literally it was just something that clicked into my brain. And I realized ah oh, that's you know, I've made it way too complicated. It was actually all in here to start with. So number one is a mindset. The other thing is I think what happens is as entrepreneurs Part of the reason why we wanna do this is we want the we want a sense of being unique. And so we often try to overcomplicate a process. And so what that also means is that there's a lot of ego tied up in it. And it might not be a conscious thing. It might not necessarily be, oh, I'm too I'm way too good to get help. It's more that we pour so much emotional energy into a certain pathway that we think is going to be the right way or we try and put our own little twist on something that realistically we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to emulate what some of the people that are getting the success we want are doing. if we can do that and if we can get mentoring, uh, you know, sometimes we have to swallow some pride. We have to kind of let go of our ego in order to basically take that mentoring. And that, in my opinion, that that's those two things together, are the fast track, the, the, the actual process that you use, I think has, and I know this sounds kind of strange if you're new to this entire business, but in my opinion, almost has little to do with in your, your success at the end of it. Because if you're not working on your mindset and just the basic things of, of why people buy things and the buying triggers, things like that and what you can actually offer and providing value as well. Um, if you're not concentrating on those things, then all the technical stuff really just doesn't matter at all. It's yeah, <laughs> not, not overly important. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Let's
0: let's dive into that. I love that answer. Okay, let's start with a mindset which we all I mean I assume majority of people are aware we need it, but do we really own it? Uh I myself like oftentimes I, I catch myself being like aware of the things, but they're not really in the cellular, cel- oh my God, in the level of, the, you know the word, Jesus. Uh, cellular. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm aware of a lot of the things, but uh, it's kind of like, it gets you stuck. So, what what was the thing for you that you said it, like, clicked and you had your epiphany, if you will? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it comes down to a few things for me. So, um, uh, it depends how, how kind of esoteric and spiritual do you want me to go? I can, okay, I can go down that, that depth if you want, but I guess on a more surface level, uh, I, I think the thing for me was I had overcomplicated the entire process. So when, before I started working with my mentor, I, I, to give you an idea, I had a chat bot, I had YouTube channel, I got a podcast, I have, a Twitter account that I maintain, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook group, Facebook profile, Facebook page, um, what else? Pinterest. Um, plus I was trying to write blogs and stuff like that. So that in itself is just, it's so much. So, oh, plus also I, I'm, I'm a full-time digital ad strategist. So I had all my client stuff I was taking care of. I was trying to run my own Facebook ads at the same time. Plus I, I loved learning. So I was trying to learn other networks as well. So I was doing all this stuff and uh, when I wrote it all down, it was something like 23 different things that I was trying to do on a, on a weekly basis. So I wouldn't do it every day. I couldn't, I just, you know, you cannot do this type of stuff every single day. It's just too much um, stuff to do, but uh, over a week and I was looking at it and, and then he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, like wh- wh- what the end goal with all this? I was like, I don't know, like you grow an audience and, try and monetize it and get my links out there and stuff like that it's like all right, let's strip all that away so between the two of us we we kind of worked out all right well what are you what are you actually doing on a daily basis and what what is the the things that are bringing in the revenue for you i was like okay cool so i stripped everything away and then i broke it down into basically four four steps and it sounds so ridiculous because once i i did that i got rid of all I still have funnels, by the way, I still utilize them, but I don't need them for my business. I know it sounds kind of crazy to believe, but I don't need things like funnels, I don't need chatbots, I don't need email, you know, I don't need all that stuff that I was doing because it's such a basic process. It's just producing content that genuinely aims to help people out. And I then make conversation with people. I make conversation with a multitude of different people across the course of the day some of those conversations turn into a sales process and I've got a sales pro- process where I will try and diagnose whether the solution that I have is viable and the right one for that person. If, if it's not, I really don't care. There's you know 7 billion people in this world with 7.6 I think now. Um, and if it is, then great. I will try and help them out give them everything I possibly can to try and help them out along the way and, and you know, get them uh, hopefully uh, a, a solution that helps solve their problems. So, that's what I did. I just stripped everything away and I made it really simple because our brains like we can't multitask. I don't care you know, if you're male or female. I know that, you know, there's always that joke that males can't multitask, but humans like scientifically humans can't multitask. It, it, like our brain isn't wired to do that effectively. So we think we can. And so what happens is people try and add all these different things in, but we're not really doing any one of them accurately by like, properly in my opinion. So if you can get rid of that and you simplify your entire business then you've got cool well i know that every day when i get up i've got these four or five things to do and then all the other stuff if i want to integrate things all the other stuff like the funnels if i want to integrate autoresponders back into that chatbots, i would start running my ads again you know all that stuff i can then pour on top of that but it's still i've now got that core process which i never deviate from in fact i did in january i kind of started losing my way a little bit and my, uh, my mentor kind of slapped me a little, around a little bit and said, what are you doing, man? You're trying to overcomplicate your life again. Just go back to your core processes. Just, that was what was working. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, simplification. Um, and if you want me to delve into some of the more esoteric stuff behind mindset, um, yeah, I'm more, more than happy to do so. I don't know if that's uh, of interest or not. That's actually of big interest. Just let me add. When you were
0: describing that, I totally saw myself. I mean, like you were before, you simplified things because I am like running a YouTube, running a podcast, also podcast on YouTube and Facebook group, Facebook profile, as you say, uh, email list and day job and all that jam. Like it's so overwhelming. Every day trying to produce content and new things and new things, and I kind of like last month I got burned out and i said i need to <laughs> I need to switch some things up, so I totally understand and resonate with where you have been so okay let's let's dive deeper into the into the mindset stuff and how did you make that shift maybe how the audience, if they are stuck in a similar place, how they can make that shift
1: in the mindset and maybe excel on a yeah. next level. So um, before I do that, just commenting on your, uh, your, your comment, actually. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think I have the luxury because I, I work from home. So therefore, I, in theory, I have more time in my day than a lot of other people. I don't have children. I don't have sort of any major commitments. So... I can wake up at 7 a.m. and work through till 1 a.m. And, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I regularly do that. But I think for other people that are in the workforce, I know that that's a really tricky thing because you like exactly like you say, you've got chatbots, you've got your YouTube, you've got podcasts, you've got blah, blah, you know, all this stuff. And you're like, how do I prioritize? And so my, my thing that I'll say to people that are listening to yourself as well, perhaps, is I think it's really important to identify the two points. So A and B. Excuse me one moment. <coughs> I apologize. Frog in my throat. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, so point A and point B. And if you write, you, you, you basically, you draw a line between two dots on, on a piece of paper and you work out that if point B is, is revenue and point A is, is what you, where you are now, what is the fastest pathway to get to point B? And it's an exercise that when you do that, you'll realize, okay, um, is producing a YouTube video today, the most important thing, or is that something I can add on later? Is, um, doing a podcast the most important thing and and you start working it out and you kind of like, why am I doing this? What's, what's the end goal? How am I monetizing? And you'll find out really quickly that, okay, that is not actually in the immediate future, not actually producing me revenue. So, Maybe it's something I can add on over and above that or maybe I can schedule it to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday or I'll do a YouTube video on the weekends and I'll just try and maybe film f- for 2 hours and I'll chop that up into you know, 7 videos for the week or something like that, right? Um, and then you start prioritizing. So then you realize, okay, me communicating with my audience and making offers, that's literally the fastest way for me to draw in revenue. And so when you do that, of course, the more offers you make, and you, know, you, you obviously need to have a lot of goodwill with your audience. You can't just like, throw offers at them all the time. But that, in essence, if you're not asking for a sale or asking them to buy something or presenting an offer to them, then no one's going to buy anything. It doesn't matter if it's your own product or a link to an affiliate offer or anything like that. So therefore, you need to work out how, what's the best way that I can do that. Is it producing content and then asking for a sale or is it... yeah? And, and that, that, I think, will help for a lot of people that are working it will help you divide your time a lot more efficiently um and that way you can kind of plan plan out your week as well and you can kind of go okay cool monday um you know, I know I've got this blah blah, blah. I've got you know, I have to pick the kids up from school I've you know got dinner I won't be I'll, I'll get between 10 p.m. and midnight free to 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 work on whatever and then if you've already mapped this out to a certain degree I know things pop up and whatnot but you've then got a, a bit of a pathway to follow to a certain extent, right? So that was my first point. The other thing, um, and just elaborating on the mindset thing, so for me, and, and again, not to sound too esoteric, but I there's a saying that I really like, and it's um, money is like a cat. If you chase it, it runs away. But if you sit there quietly and do the things that will attract the cat to you, the cat will come to you, and the money is the exact same thing, right? So... If you're chasing money and you've got this thing like, oh, I need to make sales and I need to do this and oh, this, neat. this has to work, this ad campaign has to work, you're effectively repelling it. And that's something that... And the reason why I feel qualified to speak on this, so it's something that I did massively uh, both when I was trading the financial markets but and when I uh, started my affiliate journey, like I say, I went bankrupt because I, I basically I was chasing the money, 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 money. Um, and interestingly enough, when I delved into why I wanted to become an affiliate or why I wanted to become an entrepreneur, it actually boils down into some really, really basic human stuff. And for me, it's, um, there's a part of it that's ego. I want to have an impact. I want to, um, be known as someone that helps people out, but circling back to that sentence, I want to help people out. That's, that's my main thing. And and that can be strangers. It can be people that just get some good advice. It can be people that, you know, have had massive breakthroughs due to the fact I've been able to help them out in their business, and it can be, of course, my family and and you know my friends and things like that. Like I'm I'm a better person I think nowadays because I like I'm doing what I'm passionate about. So therefore, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing for me. It's uh, pushing that forward. So anyway, I realize I'm talking nonstop. By the way, so cut in time. But um, the the mindset shift for me came and was. I've gone through bankruptcy and I know it sounds strange, but 2015, the bankruptcy happened. It was pretty devastating, very humiliating. And I just, my self-esteem was absolutely shot. I thought I'm I'm in my thirties. I'm meant to have my life sorted out. A lot of my friends are, are very, very successful and they have multiple properties and they have these very, very high paying jobs. And they just seem to live this very successful life. And here I am just struggling, like constantly struggling and I couldn't work it out. And then, strangely enough in 2019 the start of it it was very strangely from an outside perspective it probably seems quite hypocritical because i was at my lowest point financially in 2019 even more so than, than my bankruptcy but from an outside perspective i travelled multiple times i you know had this awesome lifestyle so i felt really i felt very strange about it because uh, like i was really really struggling but the truth was that i was 100% relying on my wife's income while I was borrowing money off her. And so again, I had to swallow a lot of pride to basically you know, get rid of any ego that I had. And the the catalyst and the, the thing that turned everything around for me, it's, it's kind of a strange one really, but I realized that I have this relationship with money where I was chasing, 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 and I stopped chasing. And I basically, I, I watched this very short clip from Tony Robbins and he talked about, It was quite a beautiful story, really. But he he was about twenty-three years old or twenty-four, and he goes into this all-you-can-eat salad place. And basically the short version of the story is he buys himself a salad for six dollars and then the remaining seventeen dollars he had in his pocket, he sees this young boy who's taking his mother out to lunch, and he gives the, the young child the rest of his money. And he's got no income. He's got no way to pay his rent that was overdue. He's got no way to pay his electricity bill that was overdue. And he said it was the most beautiful feeling he had because he just he was fulfilling something that was deeper and beyond him and so when i watched that it, it resonated with me and so i did something similar now i didn't give away all my money i need about 300 bucks in the bank something like that but i, I did something really simple and this is kind of I, I laugh at it now but i took my wife out for lunch and we went to kfc <laughs> for the nice romantic lunch. And, um, I, I took her out for a movie. We just had a great time. And the the thing that I want to stress about that situation is that normally when I would do that, I, I I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I take her out as much as I can, but normally when I do that, I would be checking my bank account every four minutes because, Oh, hang on. I, I know I've got that invoice coming in. And, um, I think maybe those affiliate commissions are due to, uh, hit the, um, you know, pass the refund period now and so that might come in this week. Okay, cool. And can I afford this? But this time it was so much different because I just my focus wasn't on me and how I was going to survive for the week. It was basically let's just do it. I didn't check my bank account once. I was like, this is just a beautiful feeling to be able to do something nice for someone that I I love very much. And knowing that she was super grateful. So that's one thing, and I felt amazing for it. I was just like, "That is brilliant! I've I've made her day." She's, you know, it's it's so silly. It's KFC for lunch and in a food court. It wasn't like <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a little bit more romantic than that most of the time. But like I say, it was the principle of what we were doing, and she was so grateful. And I also went home that night and did some neurolinguistic programming, which is, if you don't know, it's basically anchoring uh, either an emotion or a feeling that you'd like to have into a specific unique touch and potentially a word as well. So for me, I, I thought back to my trading days and I, I had created some kind of crazy, crazy results out of my trading. So like there was one time I turned $124 into $14,000 in about seven hours, things like that. So a- another time I turned 1800 bucks into 24 K in about a week and a half, I think it was from memory. So I had this thing where I knew I could pull sp- like amazing amounts of money out of nothing um and so i i had that um, abundant feeling i just needed to kind of anchor that into me somehow so i did some nlp and between those two these are the things that i think are the catalyst and of course the simplification of my entire business but within less than 24 hours after that whole thing happened i had my first thousand dollar day online and it was followed up by another thousand dollar day the next day and then Three days later, another thousand dollar day, and so I credit that to those those three things combined. I think that was those were the things that basically were, were the the thing that kind of pushed me out there and, and got me started getting me results. So, anyway, <laughs> realize I've just got on a twenty minute monologue there. <laughs> that was good, and I think very very
0: useful and insightful. Uh, I love the part about detachment from the end result and than my guinea pig she's going crazy <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I thought it was, was a, a bird
0: <laughs> no she gets she likes to say hi when I'm recording usually for the video <laughs> or a podcast so <laughs> she's something um anyway so let's let's talk to the people who are maybe in a similar place like you were, like I am right now. Uh maybe they they either I, I find that there are like two main problems, uh at least with affiliate marketing and people trying something online. That is either they overconsume and don't take action, or they try to do everything and whole lot of stuff uh without some real focus. So Let's, let's tackle both. Let's choose one first and tell me, in your opinion, what are like some things like, let's say February just started, although by the time this will be released, let's go with March. Okay. Say they they listen this at March and it just started. What can they do to either if they are like, not taking real action but still in that procrastination consuming mode what should they do to get out of there and if they are like myself like you were a year ago maybe a little less if they try to do too much too many different things and not really getting super clear on what should they focus on like what would be your piece of advice for them
1: Great questions, man. You might have to remind me of the second one after I finish this first because monologue. <laughs> I'll probably forget. But um, so addressing the first part. So I'll, I'll relay a little story that happened over this weekend. So um, again, it involves my wife. She's a uh, she's Indonesian, and so therefore English is her second language, and it's very out, our house is very entertaining because there's a lot of language barriers, a lot of things that get misunderstood between herself and myself a lot of the time. And it, I find it very funny. And sometimes, you know, after you live with someone for five years and you're still having the exact same language barriers, it gets frustrating, but we persevere. Like, and it's two ways as well. So it's not, you know, not just me. I have a, a kind of halfway between Australia and New Zealand accent. So some people find that hard to understand as well. Anyway, I was uh, out recently with a, uh, a friend of mine and um, basically, we're at this uh at a very kind of swanky establishment and basically he is a single man and so he was um he was admiring some of the view, shall we say it's probably the most diplomatic way i could put it and my, my wife and i were kind of laughing at him because he's he's yeah anyway so based on that um we then the conversation turned to insecurities and you know he's like oh yeah i'm sorry like, you know, I'm not as young as I used to. And, you know, I think a lot of these women out there, you know, perhaps are looking for something different. They all look a lot younger than I am. And here I am, I'm a 38 year old guy and oh, you know, all this sort of stuff. And so my wife, bless her, she, she, she means it in the most innocent way, but she turns around and said, listen, you don't need to worry about that. Look at Jamie. I mean, there's literally a million things wrong with him, but I love him anyway. <laughs> and uh she doesn't she doesn't mean it in a, in a callous way she's not trying to be harsh but she, what it was actually quite sweet she was trying to say look despite his flaws i i you know i love him i see the good in him and so i laughed and and we all had a, a really good chuckle and i now like tease her about it all the time so based on that and i know that and this is a strange analogy and i am coming around to something but it got me thinking about the affiliate world and i thought about how despite the imperfections, you just need to take action. You just need to, it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, grammatical errors or, you know, your sentence isn't perfect, like your content isn't amazing. You just start and you just you just find a way to do it. So you already, in an ideal world, you've already got what your goal is. So if it's writing an article, it doesn't have to be the most perfect article. It doesn't matter if, you know, you've got the the keywords in the right places to start with. Just do it just because you're going to get better. And even if you rewrite that same article a week later, you've done something. you kind of like pushing yourself forward just by simply doing it. And I think what happens is we we get so overcome with this idea of it has to be perfect. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm not a perfectionist at all. But what happens is when, when we grow up, when we're at school and we're five years old or, or whatever the school age is for some people around the world, it was five for me, five years old, we are taught from a very young age. You've got to work hard. You've got to get everything neat. You've got to, you know, try and get an A. Um, you've got to pass this test, blah, blah, So that becomes ingrained into us. So, okay, we have to get it right. So what happens is we, we then look at that as an adult and we think, ah, oh, yeah, but it, I mean, the, the article is not perfect. The video is not perfect. The podcast isn't perfect. I haven't written out my content properly. Uh, I, maybe this isn't going to help people Oh, no, I'm a bit scared of putting myself out there and when we do that, we're basically saying that our reason for wanting to do something is not important enough for us to actually just go and do it. And that's my opinion. Anyway, I know, I know know that. And I feel qualified to speak on this because I did that same thing. And the reason why I've tried so many things online is because of this exact thing, because I, I would go and buy a program and I would invest a week and a half, a month, two months into trying to make it work. And what would happen is I would then see an email in my inbox and it would say, this latest thing is a brand new thing and it's going to be awesome and copy and paste. You don't need to do anything. You just lay on the beach and you're going to get money and cocktails and you're going to get scantily clad waitresses coming giving you stuff. And it's going to be amazing. And you're going to live in a playboy mansion for the rest of your life. And so I would buy into that as I'm sure we all have. And so I would click on the link and there would be the swanky, uh, sales page and it would reiterate exactly that, that message basically you know, easy, easy money, $175 without even trying. Oh, wow, I can do this. And so I would try it and I'd go through the training and I'd take some action because I'm, you know, I'd like to think I'm an action taker. And then, you know, a week later, I get another email. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. definitely this time. Yep. So I've been there. And then when you boil it down, it comes back to that thing of you, you don't trust that process. So you get a, you know, let's say it's a, a, an $8 product or whatever. You don't fully trust that product or you know, a $1,000 product. Who cares? It doesn't really matter what the price is. It's, it's more about you don't fully trust that that process can work for you. And, and when you boil that down, I feel like it's more that you don't trust yourself enough to make it work. Like you've failed too many times. So why would this one be any different? So, um, and I think a lot of people, they actually get addicted to that process of absorbing information. And it reminds me, when I was in the financial markets, my job was actually teaching people about financial markets, how to trade, how to analyze, how to use the software that my company provided, things like that. So it used to be this thing where people... And, and I would hear it thousands of times. Uh, I blew up my account. So I'm just going to go back to the drawing board. I need to learn more uh, in order to make this work. And I was always like, no, look, you don't. That's the thing. You don't You don't need to learn more. It, it's, it's a, all you need to learn is your own psychology and basic probability. because. Financial markets, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's it boils down to just very, very basic mathematics and very basic probability and understanding things like the house edge and blah, blah, blah. So I would try and drum this home. i say you're going to overload yourself with information. You're going to um, counteract your own decision-making process. You're not going to take any action or you're going to make the wrong decisions because you're going to confuse yourself. You're going to get out of winning trades too soon. You're going to not enter the trades because you're going to... Yeah, and, so, and sure enough, that would happen. Um, And so I think that people just need to just do it, just do it. I know it sounds cliche, but you just try something. What's the worst that can happen? You get laughed at by your friends, family, which is going to happen anyway, like, but you know, what do you care? Like in in 10 years time, if you've gone through this process, five years time, two years time, one year's time, you're, you're, you know, you don't have to work anymore. You're living this amazing life. Or if you work, it's because you choose to. I work harder now than I've ever worked in my life but I love it. I love every moment that I'm doing. I love the setbacks. I love the entire process. So for me, this isn't, this is like playing a computer game. I just, I, I'm addicted to it. I love it. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm much more fulfilled than if I was ever working in the workforce. So just do it. Just do it folks. Just do it. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah it does again i resonated with a lot of stuff with procrastination with perfectionism when starting out also as you mentioned like shiny object syndrome like with going from one stuff i was trying to learn seo then like was trying to sell physical products with blog uh mind you first product was breast enlargement product (laughs) (laughs) wow i I tried like all different things and shiny object to shiny object shiny object always the next thing and now i'm on the second part of the question for people that do too many things at the same time like i got out of that perfectionism issue i got out of that procrastination but now i do too many stuff and also another thing that's really interesting and that that i kind of realized maybe a little too late i guess it's not too late i'm still young (laughs) so i was spending (laughs) i was spending way too much time energy and focus in the bottom of the value ladder where free stuff and i spend zero time uh like up there where there is actually money to sustain the bottom of the value ladder and i plan to make that shift but i guess let, let's start with um if people get too many on their plate like what should the simplification process be for them you mentioned like that
1: yeah. A to B. Yes, yeah. So that that's the thing. I, I mean, for me, it comes back to. I don't I don't like using this verbiage because I, I feel like it's a bit kind of it's thrown around too much. A little bit, a little bit airy fairy. But your reason for your why for doing something, and because if you have that in in the front of your mind, and you realise, okay, what's my why? My my why is to. I don't know, to impact as many lives as I can, to help people free themselves from the workforce, to you know, help my family, to have more time with my family, to whatever it is, right? And when you have that at the forefront of your mind, you then just revert back to, okay, cool. Well, what's the fastest path for me to get to that point? Where's the revenue coming from? Um, circling back, you, you made a comment about the freebie zone. And that's one of the traps as well, Is that people... Like if you Google it, the, the keyword searches for how to make money online with no money or for free. And I get I get everyone comes from a different financial background. I, I know that it's sometimes really hard to, to find funds to invest in yourself. But the question is, when did you ever value something that was free? Like how many digital PDFs have you got sitting on your hard drive that you've never even looked at or or even if the thing is even if someone charges 200 bucks for them then you probably go okay cool well maybe i should look at that um but most people don't so anyway the the thing to boil down is what is going to create the revenue for you and what is going to fast track yourself to actually hitting your goals and i think once you can get those then it's it's a lot easier to stay focused okay cool well my goal is to build my youtube channel to ten thousand subscribers I'm going to monetize and I'm going to get uh, passive income through my, my AdWords. Hey, I like it. <laughs> there you go. Well, stay from the, that's your, you know, your thing now, right? So yeah, you're effectively doing two and five one. things. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, man. But stay focused, man. That's the thing. Um, and so now you know that, okay, cool. Well, that's my goal. I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that as much as I can. And some of you are probably at the stage where you're like, Jamie, that sounds great, man, but like, I don't know what is going to produce the revenue. And, and that's, that's because you probably don't have the proper framework in place to know, like, do you have a monetization strategy? And that was, that would be the thing that I, I would suggest you look into. Like, sure. You can go out there and you can produce a bunch of content, but how are you looking to monetize that? Like, is it, you know, by, by, creating a YouTube channel with 10,000 subs, is that, is that the, the, how you're gonna do it? In which case, brilliant, you know, do keyword research, produce really good content, and just keep freaking doing it as much as you can. Um, and if you don't know what that is, yeah, find a way to, to work out what is working, like how are you looking to monetize, and, and stick with that. So if someone suggests blogging, how are they monetizing? Is it purely from affiliate marketing? Or do they have their own products or, you know, are you emulating someone that is doing all this stuff? Like, what are you doing? Are you going to give up after five articles, 10 articles, a hundred articles? Um, yeah, I think that once you boil that down and that's your core focus, then you can start tacking on other things to it. So again, and, and if you, you have a finite amount of time, what I would suggest is you, you close all your tabs, you set an alarm so that way you've got cool i've got one hour and i need to like produce whatever it is and you go out there and you just do it and and, and when you when you get rid of all the distractions and you turn your phone off or onto flight mode or whatever you want and you've just got your alarm sitting there and you're just in the zone then you're going to be 10 times more productive and you're going to be able to produce 10 times more stuff than if you're kind of sitting down okay cool i've got like three hours um what do i do what do i do what do I do? um so you always need to know what your your core processes first. And then you can tack that other stuff on top. Like, great, I've I've done my core processes and I did that in two hours today. That's brilliant. So now I've got one hour left. What am I gonna do? What's the, what else can I do? I can write an email to my list, I can um, I can watch that training because I know it's gonna propel me forward, because I'm gonna watch it and then I'm gonna take action on it. Um yeah, and, and that's that's basically how you do it, in my opinion, anyway. Just yeah, be be ridiculously um Disciplined with yourself as well. That, that's the other thing. It's easier, easier said than done. I must admit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So,
0: tell me, if, is, if someone is somewhat new, uh, how do they figure out the way they are going to monetize? Like you mentioned, a couple of possible ways, like with YouTube, with blog. How do how do they decide? Do they want like a Facebook group? Do they want YouTube? Do they want blog? Do they want an email list? Do they want, I don't know, some other medium? Or
1: like, how how does one decide? Yeah, really good question, man. So for me, it, it came back to what was the easiest way to do it. and uh, <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm inherently lazy, but... When, uh, when my mentor and I, and I kind of were sitting down and we, we've, as I've probably discussed with you before, we've got the, the mastermind, things like that. I was looking at everything I was doing and, and he was kind of reviewing what I was doing and we stripped everything away and just created like a really core cool process. So the thing is that not everyone's going to want to jump on camera. Um, by the way, it sucks the first 20 times you do it and it gets better each and every time you do it. Um, so I wouldn't let that be an entire barrier. Like it, it's quite an, an amazing process to go through, uh, to grow in terms of your own confidence and stuff. And, and realizing that the, the camera or whatever, the the little phone that you've got sitting in your living room, it can't bite. Like those people that are on that live, they, they can't hurt you. Like, and once you kind of get that in your brain, it becomes a lot easier. It's actually quite enjoyable because you know that, cool, maybe I've got a message that I can actually help people with. And so I wouldn't let that stop you because a lot of people oh no, I can't, can't do that. I can't. That's all limiting beliefs and inertia and you know, procrastination and stuff like that that I talked about before. Um, but maybe your preferences, maybe you really enjoy writing. Maybe you really enjoy the idea of discussing things. So you can podcast, so you, you can write, you can start your own blog. You can um, just, if you don't want to start your blog, you can jump onto medium.com. Anyone can join, start writing and just pump out article after article. Um, maybe you prefer to, you know, take photos. So you jump onto Instagram and you create something there. Um, you know, it, it's really to do with who you are as a person. For me, my thing is now, I mean, I've done all that stuff. I do all that. So I have a podcast. I've got a YouTube channel, which I need to step up my game a little bit more on that as well. Um, but I've got all that stuff. And, and for me, it, it just ca- came down to that really basic process. So, I really like people. I like liaising with people. So what I'll do is um, I'll just put content on my Facebook timeline. I'll put content in my Facebook group. I will try and provide as much value as I can. I use a a particular formula for my content um, called the RVL formula results value lifestyle. Just mix up those different types of content all the time. So people know I'm a real human and I'm hopefully getting some results and Hopefully, I'm providing value as well. So I do all those three, and then I just basically liaise with different people. I engage with other users on Facebook. I um, then reach out to some people if if uh, I've got the time, and some of those conversations turn into a sales process. And then I obviously have a solution for a lot of people out there, so I'm, I'm able to sell that. And that's that's my entire business. And I think people kind of go, it can't be that easy. I'm like, yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I've got a funnel now, but I don't need a funnel. Like, I didn't need all that stuff. It, it's just so incredibly basic. So, the to answer your question, sorry, I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit here, but to answer your question, find out what you feel that you could do. Like, are you comfortable writing an email every day or every other day? Are you comfortable writing a blog article? Uh, is it a, a, something that you would like to tell your story via a podcast? Um, you know, all this stuff, like it's, it's whatever you're, no one's comfortable like on on camera to start with, by the way, but what, what you feel you could get comfortable with. Um, and then basically pursuing that. I I think if you do that, then, you know, it's like that cliche saying or quote or whatever it is. If you, if you do something you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. And, um, hence why my comment earlier. I, I love this. I can get up at seven. I can work till 1am, 2am, 3am sometimes. And I absolutely love it. Like I I just, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> so perhaps unhealthily so, but um, that's cause I, I like all this stuff. And I think it just <clears throat> comes back to you as a human being. What, what do you prefer? What do you enjoy? And, and you just find one thing that you know, someone else has got the results in and you either buy their course, you get their mentoring, you emulate what they're doing. If you can't afford it, and you learn basic stuff you learn copywriting you learn ad copy you learn sales psychology just very basic stuff it doesn't need to be complex you know you don't need to do a master's degree on on human psychology you just need to know a few basics and that'll put you in so much more so much more so much better position than if you you don't look at that stuff and you focus on the technicalities work, like I mentioned at the start, which, which is what I did for many, many years before I kind of all this stuff clicked into place for me. I really love
0: that. And again, I, I enjoyed our interview. So, so much, man. I don't know. There is something I, I really <laughs> to topics, man. Uh, anyway, tell the listeners where, where they can find you and connect with you online
1: yeah awesome 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 so um i appreciate being here man um yeah anytime but um you guys can find me uh if you head to my profile it's just uh, facebook.com forward slash j four um you can reach me there anytime just send out a friend request you might want to just flip me a message i get about 50 odd friend requests per day so um, i don't get time to, to go through them you're welcome to reach out to me there you can find me in my group as well um now unfortunately i, I, I lost my my funny little link that I had. So just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, Jamie G online. You to make to it there as well. easier. Just go
0: to journey.co slash Jamie and the links will be over there.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what he said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's Jamie, it. Thanks so much for being the guest. I, I
1: really enjoyed our talk again. you're welcome man thanks so much for having me hopefully uh hopefully the listeners at home got some value out of this as well i appreciate you being here i mean me being here (laughs) (laughs) hey i got a lot of value i'm sure a lot of them will as well no i appreciate i really appreciate uh being here and and always uh always like hopefully i'm able to offer some value along the way as well so uh, yeah my pleasure Alright everyone, thanks for listening and watching. If you are on YouTube, don't forget to
0: subscribe on both places. And until next episode, goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I I really appreciate you. I hope you got a lot of value from Jamie. I sure did, and I'm about to get even more as i said we'll we'll work together pretty soon and i'm super excited about that uh just a quick reminder don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you want to listen to more of these awesome awesome people on the interviews and i also do have something pretty pretty special prepared for the for the 50th episode of my podcast So yeah, thanks again for listening and until next time, cheers for your success.